Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside, the show's about to start. So before we start our show this week, first of all, Happy Tuesday, everybody. Seth and Sean Sports Radio here on Blog Talk Radio and BackSportsPage.com. Number one, and first and foremost, congratulations to Nabate and Dina Isles. You do, uh, for those that listen to the show and who uh, have been fans of the show for many a year, and I think we're in year eight now, uh, Nabate is a frequent contributor or frequent antagonist or frequent pain in my ass, but he's still a friend. Of all that, he's still a friend, and uh, Seth and I were uh, privy, along with his lovely wife, Carly, uh, to watch Adina uh, and Nabate tie the knot on Monday, on Sunday. Wow, I am exhausted. On Sunday uh, in Queens, and we were honored to be there. So congratulations, Good time had by all. Uh, it was it was very distinctly a Nabate esque kind of wedding, um, and yeah, Dean is a sweetheart, and I'm very happy for both of them. Absolutely. Okay, number two, Seth. I can't wait to see break dancing in the Olympics. Uh. 2024. Coming to a, I don't even know if it's a dance hall near you because ballroom dancing is a, an Olympic sport. We will now have break dancing as an Olympic sport in France. And is this gonna, these are is not this the gonna Olympics. Bring back, is this going to bring back Electric Boogaloo Part Three? Is that what this is going to lead to? I think to? it's going to. I think that if you want to have the representative from the United States, you've got to be kidding what. I mean, look, if you got, I, I would say Michael Jackson, but that would be a little bit hard. But if you're going to bring Kid and Play, I think I'd tune in to watch Kid and Play. But I think other than that, the Olympics have, have uh, strayed way from their boundaries with this. Have jumped the shark. And this, yeah, jump the shark is a good idea. Okay, number three, before we start getting to uh, real sports. Number three is the fact that in California, you may not be able to have a bowl game anymore. Did you realize that? I'm a little confused. What does that mean? Okay, so the California legislature has passed a law. Now, it has to go to the governor, it has to go to the Senate, but at least the legislature has passed a law. That requires that all players be compensated for their likeness all college athletes. So, if a college athlete is as a jersey, he must be compensated in the state of California. Now, last time I checked, that goes against every single NCAA rule. So, what the NCAA has said is instead of being, I don't know, forward-thinking and saying this is the right thing to do, no, we're going to throw down the hammer and we're going to say that if this law passes, that absolutely no college athlete in the state of California can participate in a bowl game or an NCAA tournament. Way to go, Mark Emery. Wow. I did not hear about that. Yeah. Yeah, it happened uh, a couple of days ago. Okay. What do you think of that? What do you think of that? 
Well, it's the initial step. Oof. It's an initial step. Let's put it that way. And, you know, let's be honest. We're not going to have an NCAA tournament tournament without, well, I guess the Pac-10. So no, they're probably not going to be involved anyway. But joking aside, you can't run college sports without California. So it's going to be a very interesting it's the first step in a very interesting and elongated legal battle. I think that's the easiest way to put it. I, I agree. I mean, this all started with the Ed O'Bannon uh, lawsuit that supposedly was going to pave the way. That got struck down. Well, it got the stipends, but it didn't get the the payment, basically payment for the likeness. And here we are, the state of California taking that and saying, you know what, guys? This is the right thing to do. And to me, it's Mark Emmerich. And maybe, look, maybe I'm the guy that's too forward thinking here. But Mark Emmerich has, has the perfect way to say to all of his presidents, to say this, is, this has to be done here, right? This, has, this is the way forward. I don't have any way around this. Let's just, let's just give, the, give college athletes what they deserve, even if it's a small amount. And, I mean, it doesn't what – the, what the California law does not say is how much you have to give them. It just says they have to be compensated. So, to me, this is a bone, right? You could throw, the NCAA could throw a bone and say we have complied, and it could be a very small bone. And you can get past this. And I do understand that that's a little bit of opening Pandora's box. I get that. And you won't be able to shut it. But that box is getting ready to be pried open. Not, mean, not even just a little, a little peck. It's either going to be very, very large or it's going to be very, very small. But it's coming open. Athletes are just not going to play for nothing anymore. No. No, they're not. I know we're arguing with you on it. Okay, so... And the last thing that we have to do is last week's NBA draft preview. Uh, Seth was uh, detained, but I did get his picks. And surprise, surprise, we tied. (laughs) This is no joke, ladies and gentlemen. We have tied the last four times in in whatever sport it is. Yeah, the last four sports that we have done drafts, we have tied. And not that we've done very well. We, We... we got 61 out of 150 points. It's not like we did very well, but we did tie again. So for those that don't think that Seth and I think alike, well, yeah, we kind of do. And one more programming note before we go on with our NBA free agency. Well, two more programming notes. I'd like to say in the last three weeks we haven't talked about the NFL. I'm actually very proud of that because normally the NFL dominates our discussion. So I'm actually really happy that we haven't talked about the NFL. Number two, to those morons that called in last week. Now, I'm not talking about my brother. He's not a moron. To the other well, morons that you don't – no, 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 no. He's not a moron. To the other callers that utilize foul language and that disrupted this broadcast, shame on you. You know, you want to call in. You want to talk sports? We're all about that. We have, and please do it again. Seven six zero two eight three zero eight four six. We love taking calls. If you want to talk about Levar Ball, I'm game. If you want to talk about Lonzo Ball, I'm game. If you want to talk about hockey this week with free agency starting, also game. I don't tolerate, and I will hang up on you if you use foul language. There's no reason for it. We try not to do it on the show. We would expect our listeners to do the same, and certainly our callers. So if you'd like to call in again, 760-283-0846. We're going to talk NBA free agency today and a little bit of NHL free agency, and we will definitely not be talking about breakdancing at all. So should we, should we bring should we bring up what what I came down what I uh, what do you call what I came down the aisle to at my wedding then or what I walked into oh. our uh, what do you call it? No, Boogie Dance, no. No, 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 no. No, you will not be participating in the Olympics. I know it's okay. a lifelong dream, but no. 
No, 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 no. Your wife has better moves than you do. She may, but you are not. No, no chance. It's okay. We, she's not listening. You don't, she, she's not listening. You don't have to. You don't. You don't have to placate her. <laughs> I always placate her. So, so before we get to that, let's talk about a little bit of the surpri- the surprises of the NBA draft. So, what the heck is the what the heck are the Phoenix Suns doing? So they trade T.J. Warren for cat into cap space, get nothing for him. Then trade the four pick for the eleven. No, the six pick. pick. Pick up Cam. They J- trade the six pick. Six pick for the eleven pick. Pick up Cam Johnson, and then pick up Ty Jerome. I, I I'm I'm flabbergasted as to what this team is doing. I have no idea. And they now they only have four. And they picked up Aaron Baines from the from the Celtics into cap space. So when they started the night, they had twenty one million dollars approximately in cap space. Now they have 14. Please explain to me what this team is doing, because I am befuddled. I have absolutely no idea. This was as easy. This was easy. You have the sixth pick. You need a point guard more than any team in the NBA needs a specific position. You have a center in Aiton. You have a two guard, although I know he played a little bit of point. You have a two-guard in Booker. That is your crux. That is your cornerstone right there. You have absolutely no point guard, as far as I can tell or remember. Steve Nash is not walking through that door, as we have talked about many times before. You have the opportunity at the sixth pick to take – oh, my God, I'm now forgetting his name. Jesus, the, the the point guard from from Philly, from uh, the point guard from from North Carolina. Yeah, Kobe uh, White. Kobe, Kobe White. Kobe White. Um, Kobe White. You, yeah, you have that opportunity. You trade it so you can so you can trade down five picks, get Dario Saric, who's going to be a free agent in a year, and you're not going to pay ten million. He's going to he's going to probably warrant Miritich money. So you're going he's going to want eight figures a year. You're not going to pay for that. You trade down so you can get Cam Johnson, who they may have been able to get with the second round pick at that point, at, with their second round pick. If, if they had one, and I don't, that I don't remember off the top of my head. He was a borderline one. Um, I, 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 I don't, I, I don't understand what they're doing. Um, Robert Sarver is really becoming the West Coast version of James Dolan. Well, I mean, at least James Dolan picked the guy that everybody wanted in the pick and didn't trade him. I'm pretty happy with the Knicks pick. I mean, all they had to do was stand still and do nothing and pick the obvious decision. I was happy with that. I was ecstatic with that. I mean, a month well, there you, were a you ton couldn't, of trades. You couldn't, you couldn't screw that one up if you died. There were three players that were considered above and beyond. They had the third pick, so whoever fell to them, my, my sister could have made. Sean, my sister could have made this pick. Three, there yeah, were three players. I mean, they only brought woman. in. What did you say? Your sister is a very smart woman. Yeah, she is. Don't know where she gets it from genetically. But um, yeah, well, okay. I should rephrase. It should be well. You know, usually the residuals come to the, come to the second one, not to the first. But what can you do? Um, but the reality is, Knicks couldn't have screwed this trade up if they tried. Couldn't have screwed the pickup if they tried. Now they've been the they've been unfortunately the beneficiary of bad luck this year. You know, they were going to have a legitimate chance at Durant and Irving. Durant is gone. Uh, I'm not sure if you know and Irving doesn't really want to go there. They didn't have the pieces. You know, we were I was talking about this with Randy Zelia last night. Randy is most you know is the owner of Backsports. Is, well, I guess the major is the owner of Backsports page and the founder of Backsports page. And is he he's a pretty knowledgeable basketball cat. And you know, we say the same thing. You know, they haven't earned luck, but they really, you know with they had no chance to get Anthony Davis. I know you would you would kind of throw it out thrown out a pretty fun scenario a couple months a month or two ago about that, but realistically they weren't getting them. 
And now they're really kind of stuck in this. Most likely, the best thing they can do is not pull an Amari Stoudemire. And well, we'll get, and we'll to, get, to, we'll that, get to that. We'll get to that. We'll in, get to that. We're going to get to that in our predictions in a couple of minutes. But yeah, they didn't really screw up the draft. I mean, I was a little surprised that the four pick was was traded. Not that it was actually traded, but that the Hawks traded up to get DeAndre Hunter at the four spot, as opposed to maybe the six or the seven, definitely where where Jared Culver went with Minnesota. Darius Garland going to the, to the Cavaliers. It'll be interesting to see how he merges with Colin Sexton. Plus, they also drafted Kevin Porter, who's another Who big I love. upside. Right, but you're gonna have your three, but you're gonna have three point. You're gonna have three point, three combo guards. Okay, so let's understand. Sexton is six. Hold on, Sexton is six two. Garland is right. six two. Porter Porter is six, six five. Six. Porter's gonna play the shooting guard and have a little creativity going on there. I love the Porter pick. I love them trading into the thirtieth slot to get the Porter pick. I think that's actually one of the best picks of the draft. I don't, but pundits, and I don't consider myself a pundit, but pundits have claimed the same thing, in that when you are as talent-deprived as the Cavaliers are, you draft the best available player and you figure the rest out later. And if you believe that Darius Garland is that much better than Jared Culver, Kobe White, and Jackson Hayes, you take them and you figure that part out later. And say the truth, I wasn't—I'm not enamored with Culver, Culver or Hayes. And if you're picking Kobe White, you're doing the same thing as Darius Garland, right? You're just picking another point guard. So unless you're trading down, that's your spot. You can figure out the talent part later. I have more trouble with this. Yes, you pick on talent, and I get that Garland, although none of us actually saw Garland this year because he played five games for Vanderbilt and before breaking it, before getting injured and being knocked out for the season. I, it wouldn't have, I, I get the best talent available. I find it an awkward combination for anybody, especially now we, have a, we do have a rookie coach coming in. Now, don't get me wrong. I think John Bailon is a heck of a coach. But he's coming into a very interesting situation. You know, to me, I, I wonder if they would if they would have been better off looking at a three, looking at a at a Culver, looking at a Reddish. Um, not that I'm the world's biggest Reddish fan, but it's an awkward fit for me to have all three, three there. And those, and, and you know, plus you still got Clarkson. So there is some. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. But I get the point. They have no talent. They need to make it exciting. And bringing in three speeds, you know, three guys who can motor and run and run the team, you know, and kind of run the offense. Where it may be an interesting play, you know, who knows? Maybe you run you run Porter as the point four as a small point forward at three at the three. Um, not sure. The teams that really lost, I think the Celtics lost more than anybody. Celtics. I mean, they were not able to trade any of their three picks. Well, they traded the 20, and they got a pick in two years, I think. They picked the 20. They got Grant Williams, who I really like at a power forward, but he's not he's, – he's a, he's a Charles Oakley type guy. He's a grinder. He's a guy that's just going to go in and get rebounds, maybe 10, 12 points a game. They also picked up with uh, Romeo Langford. Romeo Langford has the potential to be a top shooting guard. I mean, he shoots the ball. No question. But where are they getting their ball? Of all the teams that needed a point guard, they're number one. Their guards now are Marcus Smart, Terry Rozier, who's a, who's a restricted free agent, and Romeo Langford, along with Brad Wanamaker. None of those are, are even if you consider Smart and Rozier point guards, they're not past first point guards. So they must be relying on Tatum or um, – or Gordon Hayward to play that point forward position because I don't see any ball handling with the with this team right now. Well, the other question is, are they going to make a run at someone in free agency? Um, are they going to? Whether it's you no, know, I don't see them making a run at Kemba, 
Did they make a run at D'Angelo? Well, Did they make a run at Darren Collison? You know, well, reports, they may go reports in today are that they are reports there that they are clearing out cap room for Kemba Walker. They are making a if they could potentially clear out without doing without doing much except renouncing Terry Rozier, thirty-two point four million dollars, which is enough for Kemba Walker. So they could potentially get Kemba Walker. The problem I have with getting a Kemba Walker is he's more he, he's just another shooting guard. He's Kyrie Irving less. Not even. Kyrie Irving averages nine assists a, a game. Kemba doesn't. Kemba averages like five. He's, he's well, not to even be fair, who he's exactly not... on Who exactly on Charlotte is going to score? So, fair. But I understand fair, your point. Fair point. Fair point. Okay. So, as far as the losers of the draft, we said we – said, uh, We said – I couldn't imagine Chuma Okike going 16 to Orlando. I'm still trying to figure out what Orlando's doing. Because let's get another guy that's six foot eight to go with, unless they're looking to, to trade Aaron Gordon after this year. They so still have on Gordon, Bamba, Gordon, Bamba, and Isaac along the front line. And here's a redshirt Chuma Okike at number 16 when – they very easily could have taken Alexander Walker, who went with the next pick, or there were other uh, – Todd Jerome went a couple of picks later, and Nasir Little was still there as a swing guy. I, I, I don't understand what, what they were doing. And as far as the biggest loser, well, the two biggest losers were Nasir Little and Bol Bol, who fell to the second round and almost out of the draft, going number 44. Did we lose that? Well, it says he's still on here, but I'm not sure if he is. So, those are the guys that lost the most. Oh, there you are. So, Bull Bull definitely lost the most, going 44th overall. But the question is, could he ever play defense? And but he, but once again, Denver picks up a guy that either for injury purposes such as Michael Porter or just questions such as Bull Bull, might have picked up a top-10 talent much later than what they thought they were going to get. Yeah, look, Denver is a team with championship aspirations and very deep. You look at their bench, they got, you know, Monty Morris and Beasley, and, you know, they're going to be, you know, if not the favorite to win it all next year, they're going to be right there. They also, because of that, because of the depth that they have, they have the ability to take a chance on somebody like Bull. And even if it takes, as he said, if it takes a year to get him healthy, like with Michael Porter this year, the team will easily survive without him. And as I said, it was a pick 44 or pick 45. It's certainly a a high upside pick with no real downside. Um, Sorry that I went away for a few seconds. But we were mentioning teams that I, I don't know what they're doing. Can I bring in the Wizards here? Wizards pick uh, uh, really uh, the point the, the power forward from from Gonzaga, who they never met with, never interviewed. Now I realize they don't really have a GM. They were going to spend the world trying to get uh, what's his name, trying to get Ujiri from Toronto. But how do you pick someone with a ninth pick that you didn't meet with? You knew he was probably well, happy there. That, that's happened before. There, there are players that have been picked, certainly in the top five, that have never met. Steve Francis never met with the Grizzlies. I mean, there are certainly players that have not met with teams. This is not unheard of. So it's unusual. You're, you're talking about 25 years ago with Steve Francis. It's unusual, and a team that's in such disarray at this point. I just I, I figured you you would need some continuity, and I I, I just I, I was taken aback by it. I thought it seemed like a weird pick for them. Um, well, let's, but, let's, okay. Let's continue. look at who went. Let's look at who went around there. Would you have taken Reddish over him? Yeah. Reddish is not a. Uh, I would. No way. Not for that. Again, not for that team. 
again, fine, because Reddish to me is a three, Beal is the two. So I guess that's how no, I I'm saw just, it. I'm just saying you can't – Cam Reddish is a guy that needs the ball in his hands, and so does Bradley Beal, and so does John Wall. So there's only well, one John Wall's out for John Wall's out for a season. So there's not there's right. nothing on that. But are you making but, a Cam Reddish pick for this year? No. Cam Reddish is not going to be an all-star this year, in my opinion. Cam Reddish no. is a project player, much the same way as Jackson Hayes is. These guys are project players. These guys are not this year come in and, and fall out. So with that being said, if John Wall comes back in a year, now you have three guys that need the ball in their hands. At least Rui Hachimura is, is a down-low presence. Now, if you, if you wanted to sell me on P.J. Washington, I could be sold on that. If you want to send me, sell me on Saku Deboya. I was just I'll throwing. I was throwing Reddish as an example. I was just throwing because you brought up Reddish, but I, right. I thought he went too high, and I thought it's an awkward fit. Can I just leave it at that? Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, so we got 35 minutes left. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to name the free agent, and you tell me where he lands. Okay. So. Okay. Let's start at the – so I'm looking at uh, CBS.com's top 20 free agents. Some of these guys are restricted. Some of them are not. Some of them have not opted out. When we get to those those guys that have not opted out, I will, I will state that, then we can go forward. So number 20 is Marcus Gasol. Marcus Gasol is not going to opt out of his Toronto contract. He's, he's going to stay in Toronto. Absolutely. Paul Millsap, same deal. going to stay in Denver. Yep. Brooke Lopez, Brooke Lopez is an unrestricted free agent. He can only be signed up to $9 million by the Bucks. That's it. Does he stay with the Bucks? I think he does. And actually, this is a discussion I had with Randy last night. And Randy was, Randy was talking either with his agent or with someone connected to him. and said he's really happy in Milwaukee. He fits the he fits the team. He's he played beautifully there as a good supplemental player, and for the first time in ten years, he's been on loser teams for the most for most of his career. He's on a winning team. So to him, I think this make this makes all the sense in the world for him to stay. So I think I think he'll take a little bit of a hit on a, you know on a one year deal, and so you know, see what happens Brooke come twenty twenty. Brooke Lopez is thirty one years old. Here is one of the youngest free agents in the league. Julius Randle opted out of his contract with the Pelicans. In my opinion, will not return to the Pelicans, given the fact that his job is probably gone with Zion Williamson coming. Where does Julius Randle land? There's a couple teams that I think make sense. Now, a question whether they decide to hire bring him in is another story. I wouldn't be surprised if the Knicks made a run at him. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas made a run. Because Dallas has money and is, you know, look, I think Dallas is the perfect fit for Durant. But I don't think he's going to go there. Randall, I believe, is a, is a Texas guy. I think that may make, you know, he, he can be, he'll be a solid number three behind Donchitz and Porzingis. Well, I guess it depends if you put Porzingis at the five, which play Porzingis at the five and you play Randall at the four. But the Knicks seem to be a logical fit. So Randall got Randall opted out of a nine million dollar contract. So if he's the expectations, he will earn more. So figure you're looking at three years, thirty nine million, thirteen a year, something like that. I mean, give or take, in, in my opinion. I don't think the Knicks have the stomach for a guy that's three years and 39. I think if they if they strike out, they are going to roll over this cap space. You're not going to see more than two-year deals. And in my opinion, that's the right way to go. So unless they can get a Randall for two years and 26, even two years and, and 30, I think they'd be doing it. Because, again, it's two years. But I don't see them going into that space. Other teams, just so you're aware, other teams have cap room. 
The Sacramento Kings can get $59.1 million, but they have Harrison Barnes if they want to resign. The 76ers have potentially $56 million, but they have both Butler and Tobias Harris. The Mavs have $47 million. The Pacers have 45, and the Hawks have, uh, I don't think this is updated. And the Pelicans actually have $34 million. So the Pelicans are a sneaky pick for for a free agent. Okay, so let's continue up. So you are going with Dallas or the Knicks for Julius Randle. Um, What are your thoughts? I think Dallas is a good spot. I do. Um, I think if you're looking at another place for Julius Randle, I think you might look at the Lakers. If he's willing to take a one-year deal, you think he's going to go back to you think he's going to go back to the Lakers? I don't see why he didn't, he didn't leave under the best of circumstances. Agreed, but again, just like D'Angelo Russell didn't leave under the best of circumstances, the other team that you may want to look at is the Clippers, who if they strike out on Kawhi Leonard, they're going to have a lot of cap room. They have fifty-six point one million dollars, and they can use a four. Okay, can, could Portland make a? Sorry. No, no. Portland could. They do not. Uh, Portland does not have a lot of cap room. In fact, that's what, I, that's what I was wondering was what their cap space was. They have almost no cap room. They just got the Mari Car- uh Sorry, uh, Kent Bazmore, their Evan Turner in a trade yesterday. So I think that's their solution to the uh, Amin Aminu argument. Okay, I'm just gonna, we we only got 29 minutes, so I'm going to pick some of the some of the bigger ones here. Al Horford. I think Horford's spot is 100% with the Mavericks. I think that is his spot. It makes sense. He's a vet, he can, you know, who brings, well, he allows Porzingis, him and Porzingis can, can, can kind of alternate, assuming uh, Zingis comes back this year um, and assuming Dallas resigns him, which I assume they do. Um that seems to be the rumor of where he wants to go. And what do you, they have what the do you think about the what do you what do you think about the Nets? So they get Kyrie, they don't get Durant, and they sign Horford in, because they don't want to pay a Tobias Harris a max contract, but they'll pay Horford a four-year and eighty million dollar deal. I would actually love it. if they sign Kyrie and can't get Durant. I would love that as a secondary pick. Um, Horford has two or three good years left in him. He's a great locker room guy. He still is going to give you. He'll give you sixteen six. You know he'll be. I don't mind that at all. If they're going Kyrie, and and really and uh, renouncing D'Angelo, and they and they don't bring in Durant, I think that makes a lot of sense because I like Tobias Harris as a player, but. Five years, one hundred and eighty million dollars is just—it's just insane. It's just too much money. Well, you can't give them—you you can't give them five years. The most you can give any four, player is four, four years, years one hundred years, one hundred and four, four hundred and forty, whatever it is. Right. Okay. So we've talked about this guy before. Twenty-eight-year-old Demarcus Cousins. Where does Demarcus wind up? So Demarcus Cousins is looking for a payday, right? I mean, he's. He took his one-year pillow deal at $6 million. He's looking for a payday. Now, for the guy, for the teams that – if you're looking at – if the Knicks strike out and they're looking for the Amari Stoudemire, I think that's the Marcus Cousins. I don't like it. But if they wanted somebody, that's the guy that they could go get. I hate it for them. But, well, the question also is, and yeah, this isn't something that I'm really comfortable answering, is what exactly does he want? Is he a – does he want $10 million a year? Do, I mean, what is his expectation? You know, does he expect 15 to $20 million? You know, we had discussed this, and I, and I think I was incorrect in my view on it. I think you were correct, where – you know, you think he's getting the mid-level. I think he's getting above that, but I think I did price him too high initially. Does he well, want mid- three and let's 30? Understand. The mid-level is 9.1. So I think he's getting above that. I think I said three years and yeah. 39 with, with him. So 
or three years. You, now you would hate, now you would hate three and thirty nine for him with the Knicks. I don't, I don't like think you him. can hate that. I, I I don't like him. Like it doesn't matter. I don't want. I don't a. I don't want him on my team. Um, three years and thirty nine. You're right. I probably do, I, I'm probably okay with that. But I, I don't. I don't really want him. And if you're looking at teams that have the space, it's him. Is that a late? It, is that a sorry. Laker fit? Is that a him and Anthony Davis? Does that work? At three and thirty nine, then it does. It does because they have thirty, they have twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty three, or thirty, twenty three or twenty seven million. They're not going to get a max player. That's they screwed up the trade. They can't get to thirty two million. So you're looking at whether contingent on whether Davis waves his, you know, his trade kicker or not. You're getting between twenty three and twenty seven million dollars. So yep. what are you looking at? You're looking at a Darren Collison for eight or nine million. You're looking you're looking at two or three players. So I'm not quite yep. sure exactly what that is. Well, you could look at a Matt, Malcolm Brogdon and a Demarcus Cousins each at thirteen. No, um, I don't think you can get. You think you can get? Sorry, say that again. Sorry, you just lost. Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon. You think you can get Bro- Yeah, you think you can get Brogdon and Cousins for twenty three million? No, twenty six. I was I was going thirteen each. I'm not sure you can oh get Brogdon God. for thirteen. I'm not sure you can get Brogdon for thirteen to begin with. But would the Bucks, seeing how they are very close to the luxury tax to begin with? match a $13 million deal for Brogdon, considering he was earning two this year. I guess we lost Seth again. So I'm not really sure if they would lose, if, if they would match that, considering they still have a Chris Middleton to sign and Seth saying that they probably will sign Brooke Lopez and at the end of the day, they're still looking at a massive deal for Giannis next year, the Supermax deal. So the next spot is J.J. Redick. J.J. Redick, 35 years old, the sharpshooter that we all know. Does he go back to Philly? The only way that he goes back to Philly is if Philly signs both either Butler or Harris or both, and then they can use their bird rights to re-up J.J. Reddick. That's a possibility. We got Seth back on. So we're just moving I on to uh, we're just moving on to J.J. Reddick. Yeah, I heard. I think he comes. I think he goes back. Um, I think they re-sign one of the two, whether it's Butler or Harris, and I think they re-sign Reddick and take another run at this. Um, I know that I, I don't know where else. I guess the Lakers would be a good fit but I think he's going to want too much money. And, you know, he lives in Brooklyn, but Brooklyn doesn't really need, doesn't really need him for lack of a, like, look, he's J.J. Reddick. Everyone wants this one who can shoot like that, but they kind of have that with Joe Harris. And I don't think they can spend 20 million on him at this point. So I, I think it's the Sixers. I think they're the only, the only, the only team that makes sense. Look, we are, I, I don't know about you, but perhaps we're sleeping on the Clippers. If the Clippers don't get Kawhi Leonard, they have $54 million available. And a lot of space. And not a lot of talent. So just be wary of that. Okay, where does D'Angelo Russell wind up? Well, that's 23 years old, the youngest, youngest of the unrestricted free agents. Now, if you had told me before the draft, I would have picked Phoenix. I would have said Phoenix all the way. They have $23 million. It's a perfect fit. They need a point guard. He fits in with Devin Booker. They're both combo guards. Fit. After the draft, that went to hell because now they only have $13 million. They have Ty Jerome, and they have no fit. Rumor has it that Minnesota is trying to clear out cap room because – 
uh, D'Angelo Russell's best friend is Carl Anthony Towns, and he would fit well with Jeff Key coming off the cap next year. Interesting scenario. I think he fits very well with Minnesota, but can they fit him in cap-wise? I don't think so. I, I think he's in a very strange situation because, you know, and we've talked about this, you know, he is the leader in a 23-year-old all-star of an up-and-coming team. And under most circumstances, as Jake says, team, 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 under most circumstances, you would overpay to keep them. And they, they are in a very strange situation for obvious reasons, because they are putting their, you know, they're, they're going after Kyrie. And as we've talked about, would you rather have Kyrie at age 30 for 35 million for four years? Or would you rather have D'Angelo at age 23, you know, for 20 million over four, for 20 million a year for four years or 22 million, whatever the number is. Um, personally, cause I don't, I, I kind of hope they, that the Nets resign him. My gut is he's gonna. My gut is he's gone. Well, where is he going? I think it's going to be Phoenix. Although I don't know how they're exactly it's going to work. I think Orlando would be a decent fit. Although I have to look at. I don't know their their salary at this their their salary availability at this point. Um, Minnesota. There's so many. I don't know if they can clear enough salary to make the run at them. I just don't. Well, Dallas is another team for the, for that guy, right? They need a they need a point guard. Doncic would be able to take over most of the is is the facilitator, allowing D'Angelo to roam free. Another interesting spot for him. By the way, Kyrie Irving is only twenty seven years old. He's not thirty. So he, okay, so he, he has knees of a thirty of a thirty something year old. Okay, fair enough. Okay, Chris Middleton, I think, is a fait accompli going back to Milwaukee. I don't think there's Milwaukee, any way Milwaukee that he goes anywhere no else. Milwaukee has no choice. Whether they okay, want him so or not, they have the to. Which of the two, Tobias Harris or Jimmy Butler, stays in, in Philadelphia? Or both? I think they can only resign – I think – they can only re-sign one. I think the right move is to re-sign Butler. I think they re-sign Harris. And I think Butler goes okay, west I actually, goes west to the Clippers. So I actually think they do sign both. I think they have mortgaged their future on these two guys. And it's going to be an expensive future because next year they are stuck with a Ben Simmons extension as well. Wow, they are going to be in luxury tax hell for the next couple of years. Yes, they are. Uh, I think they both resign. I think that uh, J.J. Redick is gone. I think he is the sacrificial lamb. Um, of all the places Where do you think that he, he goes? goes, well, that was going to be my next question. I'll tell you, I think he goes to New Orleans. Want a guy Interesting. that needs it. Want a team that needs shooting? Let's surround Lonzo Ball, Drew Holiday, uh, Zion, Al- and whatever and Alexander, Seth, whatever Alexander Walker, who I think is great. The, 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 Walker, dra- the, the draft pick from Virginia Tech. Whatever center you want to put in there, and you just have J.J. Redick in the corner just shooting threes. I love it. I love the pick. I'm, I'm not sure team. that I'm not sure New Orleans' timeline is there, right? So JJ Reddick's 35 years old, so I'm not sure they see that as a a uh, time frame. But if you're looking at another team that could that could use him, well, look, everybody in everybody in the NBA could use a JJ Reddick as a shooter, but Dallas would be interesting as well. With Donich bringing the ball up and Porzingis, especially you got forty-seven million dollars. Let's assume they get, for for argument's sake, you were, we were talking about this before. They get a Horford for twenty, or they get a Demarcus Cousins for twenty. 
they still have $27 million to play with. Look, getting a, getting a J.J. Redick makes that team awfully dangerous. And a shooter. You have him, Porzingis, and Donich as, as your shooting three? I like it. You may not be able and to run the off the court, like... but you certainly can shoot it from 60 feet out. <laughs> Defensively, it may be the worst team in basketball, though. Well, the, the problem is with Dallas, and we've seen this every year, they're always the, bride, they're always the bridesmaid. They never get anyone in free agency. It's a great team, great owner, good coach, you know, good pedigree, no state income tax. So it's a little it, – it, but they never seem to come through. Well, and that's the reason why they made the trade to begin with, right? Because they realized that getting a Porzingis – is the most important thing. And right that ladies and gentlemen, that forty seven million dollars that I point out, that is before a Christoph Porzingis extension. So he's a restricted free agent this year. So what Mark Cuban has never been shy about spending money. So they can spend the forty seven million dollars and then re sign Porzingis. So it's not Porzingis is, is should not be an issue. They're going to max him out. No question about it. In my opinion, anyway. Okay. Um, Clay Thompson, he's staying, right? He's, resi- he's resigning. He's resigning. Kemba Walker, where does Mr. Walker go? Or does he just stay? I get the feeling he's going to stay. I don't really know why he would stay, except my understanding is he actually loves the area. And, you know, would have accolades for the rest of his life, you know, for being the guy, who, you know, being the guy who stayed and turned down the $150 million. Of course, assigned, to, assigned for $200 million here. Um, but again, you know, is that a fit with Dallas? Is that a fit with – see, I can't see them – at this point, I don't see the Knicks making any run at anybody. I just don't see it. So, he's not he's, – who 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 is a reasonable fit? Well, Boston can clear room. That may make sense, but otherwise, you're not looking. You're really looking at Dallas, or you're looking at the Hornets. I think he stays. Well, you asked why does he stay, and I'll as as Terrell Owens, publicist, once said, I'll give you two hundred million reasons why he stays. Yeah, and uh, right. I mean, it's a pretty interesting sidebar, but the thing about the Hornets is always going to be if he stays, who goes? How are they going to fix that? Because Michael Jordan never has a tolerance for paying luxury tax, and they will be No, they have, they, they have a have real the, problem. They're damned if they do and damned if they don't. Yep. Because so they're capped they out don't, either way. Exactly. So if they don't, they have no talent. Because literally they have the 2013 NCAA All Stars. I mean, they've they've been you know, kind of an all. I mean, with Kaminsky, I guess Marvin Williams would be earlier than that. But you know, Tyler Zeller, they they got a whole bunch of guys who really you know, good college players, not really great pros. And except for Batoon, whose contract was just has just been an albatross from the outset. So they're really stuck. So it's. They're, they're damned either way. They're, they're, they're mired in mediocrity for the next five years regardless. Okay. And now the big three. Where does Kyrie wind up? I think he winds up with Brooklyn. I don't Brooklyn. think there's any doubt in my mind. With, with or without Durant, he's in Brooklyn. And well, I'll tell the bigger you, you, question. you mentioned it before. You, you mentioned it before. Would I take a twenty, a twenty, what was it, twenty-three, twenty-four million dollar D'Angelo Russell, or a thirty-two million dollar Kyrie? I take a thirty-two million dollar Kyrie, and I don't. I'm sorry, I don't think the starting salary for Kyrie is thirty-two. I don't think it. I don't think the the delta is that big. I think the delta is only seven million. 
and is the seven million worth what Kyrie brings to the table over D'Angelo Russell? I think it does. And part of the reason is you're getting Kyrie at twenty seven. Seth, you're not getting Kyrie at thirty five. And right. I mean thirty five years old. Look, you're getting Kyrie from twenty seven years old to thirty two. The bigger issue with Kyrie is the culture fit. You know, this is a team that really had a great culture this past year, led by D'Angelo Russell, who really kind of redeemed himself from what happened in L.A. Kyrie, you know, winded his way out of Cleveland, was going to be the, the leader in Boston and couldn't do it, and pretty much decimated that franchise. Now, whether the media overhyped it or not, I don't know, but he certainly was not helpful. He certainly was it certainly there was certainly something to that. And now you you have a young growing team again. Is he the person you want as your number one? I'm really reticent. Yeah, I I I, I get. First of all, you use the word reticent. Well done. Um, not you. really sure you're wrong. Uh, I agree with you. I think that it is it is a strong case. But if you look at the free agents that are coming up in the next couple of years, there are none. With Anthony Davis re-signing, there are very few free agents coming up in the next couple of years. If you're the Nets, before all of your talent gets expensive, this is your shot. I mean, you have Karis LeVert that's going to be expensive. You're going to have Joe Harris that's going to be expensive. You have Jared Allen going to be expensive. All these guys are going to be earning eight figures in the next two years. This is your shot. This is the time you have the cap space. Are you going to see a talent? Are you going to be able to acquire a talent like Kyrie Irving again in while these guys are in their 20s? And I'm not really sure you can do that without – and remember, it's just money right now. It's not talent. You're not trading talent, right? You're just giving money. So, do you, if Kyrie is that much better than D'Angelo Russell, can you put? Can you? Can you state? Look, we've seen Kyrie carry a team. Have we seen D'Angelo Russell carry a team? We've seen it for a couple of games. But, I mean, legitimately, in your opinion, Seth, you've told me you believe Karis LeVert can be a number one on a championship team. I wouldn't go that far. I didn't say – I have never said he could be number one on a championship team. We don't know that yet. I do believe he has a talent to be a number one player, though. I would rather pay LeVert than anyone else currently on that team. Okay, so let me ask you this. If you were guaranteed getting Durant with Kyrie, do you take that shot? Yes. Your opinion is if you don't get Durant, you'd rather have D'Angelo Russell and the cap room and get a Tobias Harris? I honestly don't know. Um, if they don't get Durant, I would probably rather have the cap room. And may, you know, I. But I, I'll be honest. I'd rather. And again, it's not my money, so maybe I shouldn't work. I don't want to buy a Harris at thirty-five million dollars a year. I just don't think he's worth it. And not in regards to well, nobody's worth thirty-five million dollars a year. You know, he was the fourth. He ended up being what the fourth option on the, on that seventy sixers team. Now again, he took a step back, purposely. But I do wonder if the Nets would be better off, as you said, kind of do a two or three year deal with a guy like Horford, who can play the stretch four and, and and do something, still has some game left. I I'm not enthused. You know, it, it, it's kind of you know I always go back to the Knicks signing Amari. I don't want to be the I, I don't want to pay overpay for the number ten guy that's out there just because I can, and that's what scares me with Tobias. Fair enough. Okay, so we got two more guys really quick, and they're the two biggest guys. 
Where does Kevin Durant land? We got five minutes left, so let's make this one quick. Where does Kevin Durant land? I thought it was going to be Golden State, and now I think it's going to be Brooklyn. Um, okay. The apparently he left under you know there's there's apparently some residual anger, and I give credit by Ryan who I spoke to a couple of days ago about this. Apparently had lunch with Rich Kleiman, uh, the the the. the uh, the the Kevin Durant's business owner, and that was kind of insinuated, and you know, and then Rick Buecher literally three hours later on on first take or what, one of the other shows that he was really on kind of felt pressured into playing Game Five, and so if he if he he doesn't like San Francisco particularly, he doesn't like the medical staff in San Francisco. They're not going for three, you know, they're not going for four in a row. He's going to be out most of the year. Why doesn't he go play where he wants to go play? He wants to live in New York, apparently. And to go to the Knicks, look, I get it. If you can build the Knicks a championship team, then you know then you, your legacy is set. But if you build one in Brooklyn, you have Kyrie. You're good. You're actually good friends with Levert. He is good friends with Levert. He's good friends with one of the other guys on the team, though I forget who it is. And you have you you could be you could be play you could be in two years you, you're a championship caliber team, and you get that same you'll still get those same accolades. To me, okay, I, I think he takes a step back and he goes to he goes to Brooklyn. Okay, I agree with you. I think he goes to Brooklyn as well. And then we have Kawhi Leonard, and I think Kawhi Leonard's staying in Toronto. So I think I do too. Two, I think he signs a two year he signs a two year deal. Does with the one and one, he hits his ten year max, and then next year I think he goes to he goes to the he goes somewhere. It's not, I don't it's think, not I don't next he year. Does. He has to. Have, it's not next year. He needs a two and one to do that. He needs to go two more years in order to hit the ten year max. But I agree with you. Okay, that's two and one. He gets two more years. Um, I think the Knicks strike out. I do. Uh, it's unfortunate, but I think both them and the Clippers strike out. And both of them wind up. The Clippers don't need very. Uh, the Clippers don't need to spend any money to hit the floor. The Knicks do. You have to spend ninety percent of the cap. The cap being one hundred and four million dollars. You need to spend money. And I'm really interested to see where the Knicks are going to spend their money, because you have to spend it one way or another. You have to spend it. So I'm just hoping when they do spend it. Look, you were right. Maybe Julius Randle fits in there for a two-year deal. I I want to see two-year deals. I don't want to see four-year or five-year deals with the Knicks. You don't want to see Tim Hardaway walking. You don't want to see Tim Hardaway Jr. walking through that door. You remember when Hardaway when that contract was signed? What I said. I was fooled. <laughs> I couldn't believe. I I couldn't believe it. Like I was going to the bathroom to puke. I couldn't believe the fact that they would spend that much money on a guy that basically should not have been a starter in the league. And now, by the way, if you pair J.J. Redick with Dallas, now he's with Tim Hardaway Jr., which I totally forgot about, um, and Courtney Lee. It's an awesome trifecta. Okay, we have uh, three <laughs> minutes left, so if you'd like to go, go ahead. Three minutes, go. Nope, all yours. I don't got, I, I don't have, I don't okay. got too much right now. So, again, congratulations to the Isles. Um, it was a tremendous affair. I was very fortunate to be invited. And, um, look, at the end of the day, it's what makes you happy. And Nabate said it to me today, she's my soulmate. And when you get to that point, there's no other words to be said. My brother once asked me why it was so easy for me to define his relationship. And I said, well, you love her. That's pretty simple. You don't really have to define it any other way. So uh, congratulations to the two of them. And someday I hope that I will be in your shoes, although not figuratively, you wear brown shoes a lot better than I could ever pull them off. So congratulations to the two of you. Uh, next week we will uh, talk about NHL free agency. It's, it's great. The July 4th week is tremendous. So uh, we'll talk about the, uh, June 30th starts the NBA free agency. We'll see how, how well our predictions did, and we'll touch upon how badly 
the Islanders are messing it up and how well the Rangers are doing in free agency. And then in two years, we'll talk about how many guys the Rangers cut uh, from their free agency two years ago. So, because that happens every single year. Okay. Uh, I will be hosting a show next week from Boston. So, uh, and I can uh, drown my sorrows with all the Kyrie fans. And uh, we will talk to you then. For Seth Kamen, this is Sean Palmer, BackSportsPage.com, Blog Talk Radio. And have a good weekend, everybody, and we'll see you at the start of NBA free agency. Have a good one. Bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.